our best to overcome challenges. Those obstacles will go away and we will have a peace and happiness. That's my sharing today for everyone. Amen. Amen. Did, did everybody get that? Yes. That's a wonderful story. Uh, a, a donkey fell in a well, right? Right, Grandpa? And uh, the owner wanted right, to bury right. to the, the owner wanted to bury the donkey in the well, and, uh, and and so he he threw dirt in the well to bury him. But then, you know, instead of the dirt burying him, he used the dirt to to, to go to the next level. Praise the Lord for that. That's a great story. I love it. And yes. you know what? You know, let, let this be a word for everyone here. Hello? Okay. You know, when, when the enemy wants to throw dirt at you, you know, people that wanted to throw dirt at you, don't, don't get depressed and sad. Use the dirt to, step, to, to lift your, yourself out of the well. Right? right when the devil uh, throw accusations and and criticisms and and uh, evil words at you, um, you know, you you don't have to be buried in those words. How many Christians today are buried by by words of condemnation? Oh, you're you know you're ugly, you're dumb, uh, you're evil, you're lazy, this and that, you know. Uh, you're no good. You know, why should we allow those words to bury us? Why? Right? And so, you know what? If life gives you a lemon, make lemonade. Okay? Don't be bitter. Okay? So rise up through your, your pit. You know, step out of your pit using the word of the enemy. And, and uh, that reminds me of... Um, of two ladies, a story of two ladies as well. You know, uh, this this man, um, he, um, you know, he married a wife, but she didn't, she didn't, she couldn't have babies. And uh, her name is Hannah, right? And um, you know, her neighbor, um, uh, her name is uh, Pamima, Panina, Panina. Anyway, her neighbors were, you know making fun of her because she couldn't have children. But, you know, um, because of the, 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 the way that they provoked Hannah, you know, there's people in our lives that provoke us, that makes us mad, you know, make you angry, right? Or make you sad, crying like Hannah. There's people like that everywhere, right? But, um, you know, I'm going to say that sometimes God put those people in our lives for a reason. And God put those people to stir us into faith so that we can rise above like the donkey. Okay, that's another story. <laughs> Thank you, Grandpa. God bless you. Thank you. Uh, Chiatu, do you have a word you want to share with us this week? That's amazing how it's coincided. I was thinking about the same thing. That reminded me of the same, uh, the same thing. Be patient and don't give up. And that's like the right now the situation is everywhere is hopelessness, just like 
uh, Dr. Farm said, and uh, we as Christians, we should not give up. And I, I would like to read the word of God uh, that I always, um, I always read grow, uh, growing up uh, with my mom. So I would like to share that with you today. Uh, Philippians 4 to 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. That is the word that I have, you know, um, my life was not uh, like dancing in roses, like people say, it was not easy. My mom was a single mom. So um, what we lived by was the word of God. The only way we survived was like, day in day out my mom would make me memorize verses uh god that the promise of god and and the comfort and all of that so i mean god reminded me once again don't give up because god is never too late he knows exactly what happened in our life and just be um I'm talking more to myself and remind myself not to give up because I wouldn't be doing the things I'm doing right now if I have given up. Joe and Tui know me more than anyone else. I am known to be taking scenic routes. God has, has, if I didn't have the patience, I quit prematurely, I would have not been here where I am right now. And so, so there has been so many, many times God, God tested my, my endurance, patience. There is always light after the tunnel. There's always hope in God. No matter what happened, no matter what situation looks like in our human eyes, there's never hopelessness in God. Never, ever. So don't give up. Don't give up. Keep interceding. Pressing through. God will do that. And God will say, I will come through. But I need you to be patient. Wait for my time. My timing. Because he, he knows everything. What is best for us. We think that we may, we may know when is the best time that this needs to happen right now. But no, he says, just be patient and wait. Amen. And just wait for his will be done. Yes. That's yes. all. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Chi. Um, yeah, wow. Um, God is good. Amen. Uh, 
God will always um, and come to us and answer us in a timely uh, manner. Exactly. Uh, and we cannot put God in a box. Uh, no. Expect God to do things our way and to our own expectations. But God has has His own um, mysterious, unique, amazing ways that He works in our lives that we just need to have faith and be patient. And the Bible says that He will not put His uh, children to shame. He will not put us to shame. Mm -hmm. And whatever that we're going through, we can find God in it. Right? James, Jesus, and all the people that have gone ahead of us, they have gone through a lot of pressure and they faced a lot of trials and they wrote about it. Right? And so don't give up. Amen? Amen. 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 Wow. Anyway, um, so I, I have so much I want to tell you today, and um, I just want to say that I'm going to take a little bit of time, I just want to appreciate that you are, and, and, um, and co congratulate you. I want to congratulate you for being here. You know, it's, it's not... There are things that we could do at this very moment, and um, we could be busy with other things. But I want to congratulate you for for committing your time this this hour to join me, listening to me. Like, who am I? I'm I'm just Joe. Okay, I'm your brother. I am your dad. I am your son. I am your friend. Okay, but you know, I, you know, I'm just me. Okay, but I appreciate that that you would listen, and um, I know that this time that you have given to the Lord. This is what you're doing: is you're giving this one hour to the Lord, so that God can speak to you. And so let it be according to your faith. You know, that the hour that you're spending right now is not in vain, but it's gonna profit your life. I really believe that. That God will answer your prayers. That your life will be like that donkey. That, you know, as words, as dirt being heaped upon you, you will rise out of that pit. You will climb out of that grave. God will resurrect you. And so I just want to remind you as well that you are a spirit. You are a spiritual being. And a spiritual being needs, to, needs the word of God. And you build your life on the word of God. And so whatever that is, is spoken out today, released into the atmosphere, it is for, um, you know, it is for your profit. It is to build your spiritual life. Hello, Tony. I'm glad you can join us. God bless you. Hello, hello. Hey Tony. Hey Tony. Hi, Tony. Nice to see you. Hi Tony. Okay. 
Tony. Hi, Tony. Hello, everybody. Tony, your 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 one hour spent with us is gonna profit you, okay? Yes, sir. It's gonna you know be well with you because you have taken the time out to listen, okay? To 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 Joe Blow from Idaho. <laughs> okay, but I just want to say that every word spoken here is to build your life. Okay, first of all, your spiritual life. You know, every one of us is looking to build our our human life. We're we're looking to build our kingdom. We're looking to build. You know, in America, they're looking to build a Democrat America. You know, and and they're looking to build a, a Republican. Uh, America. No, that's not, that's the wrong thing. You know, we're looking for, for things to, to uh, enjoy this life, but I, I just want you to focus first on the spiritual thing because you are first and foremost a spirit. And you know, when God created the heavens and the earth, it was the spiritual thing that leads to the physical thing, right? God spoke things into existence. The spirit is superior to the natural, okay? So as the, the way the natural world works is because it happened in the spirit. I want you to understand that whatever that's happening to you in your physical, natural life today, it could be changed, it could be redirected, through the natural, okay? So the, the reason we're here every Sunday at 1 p.m., for the most part, is to build our spiritual kingdom, to spirit build our spiritual lives. That matters more than this, this, this house and this, this physical thing that we have because none of these will, come, will go with us. My sofa is not going to come with me to heaven, okay? <laughs> you know, my house is not coming with me to heaven. But you know what? Heaven wants to come down on earth and build its kingdom in our lives. And so, you know, God wants us to live a life as if it's in heaven today. And so when God looks down at our suffering and our troubles and our trials, you know, he desperately wants to speak into our lives and build our lives from the kingdom perspective. And when your life, your life is built from the, from the blueprint of heaven, when your heart is aligned with the spiritual things, with the word of God, guarantee you the natural must follow. The natural doesn't tell the spiritual what to do. It's the spiritual things that tells the natural how to go, how to be. Does that make sense to everyone? Yeah. You know, when we, when we go to church and we worship God, you know what you're doing is you're building God a spiritual house. Every word, every praise, every worship, you're building a spiritual house. You know? And the house of God is not a, a, a building with four walls and a steeple, you know? 
the house of God lives in here. Everybody say, I am the temple of God. I am the temple of God. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. I am the, I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. Christ lives in me. Christ lives in me. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. It's no longer I who live, Christ lives in me. Exactly. And so, you know, the priorities of our lives should be dictated by the spiritual things, not by the natural physical things. Okay? You are a spiritual being. And this word of God is to build you spiritually. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And so I, I just want to say thank you for being here today. And um, what I want to talk today is, is really about chasing God. I want you to chase God instead of, you know, we, we spend our life and our waking hours chasing after, after things. You know, after desire, we want this, we want that, we want uh, our life to be better. And, and God, God wants our life to be better. You know, His will for our lives are good. He wants us to be strong and healthy. He wants us to be um, purposeful. We, you know, He wants us to, to walk in our purpose. He created us for a purpose, right? But we must first seek him first, the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the king of, of God and all his righteousness. And so today, I want to realign your thoughts, your priorities, your, your thinking process to the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And so chasing after God is what... I want you to be chasing after God. You know, um, the things that separate uh, a mature Christian from a baby Christian is this. A baby Christian is when God chases after you. Okay? If you have children, you would understand. You know, uh, when my, my kids are young, Twee would run after the kids to feed them. You know, like she would chase them everywhere and they would be running everywhere, right? And so we had to, to track the kids down, you know, hold them down and spoon feed them, right? And, and so God, when we're young in our walk with God, when we're young spiritually, we, we just say, God, feed me, give me. I need this. I need that right? I need your rescue. I need your encouragement. I need your nurture. I need your comfort. Hug me, you know? Um, I need a job. I need a wife, you know? Um, I need a husband. I need a favor. I need a house. I need a car. Uh, you know, uh, what else? I, I need a good government. I need uh, a Christian government. Uh, I need, I, I need, I need, you know? And so that, it's time for us to step away from these elementary things, the Bible says. Okay? And it's, it's time for us to, to move into the things of God. And so today, when, if I'm speaking to you, uh, it's not Joe speaking. 
Uh, I think it's got, John will be speaking to you. The Apostle Paul will be speaking to you. Jesus will be speaking to you. Are you okay for that? Amen. Um, you know, one of the things as a pastor is I, I, I do, I run after people and, and you know, uh, and I don't mind doing that. I, I, I drive people, I um, help them move, I fix things for them. Um, and, um, you know, I, I, I'm doing the best that I can to, to help everyone, uh, you know, and, and you guys know me, right? But I find that, you know, the desire of, of a pastor is, is for you to, you know, for you to progress, to go beyond uh, where you are, you know? You know, if anything that, that, that blesses me is for you to rise up and, and take, the, take on the, the mission of God and, and do what God calls you to do. That would be my reward for each and every one of you. Um, and uh, I find it, you know, um, I can't baby you. I can't run after you. And I, I feel like, like a lot of people are not growing because I keep running after you. I think that there comes a, a time in your life where you must decide you have to run after me. You know, Jesus said, follow me. You know, Paul, the Apostle Paul would say to you, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Right? So when you're starting to grow spiritually, is where you start to imitate the one who ministered to you. Right? And, and so each one of you have been given gifts and talent. And God wants you to use your gifts and your talent to go serve the kingdom, not just for yourself, but serve the kingdom. You know, the problem with this life, with our own life, is we're seeking too much for ourselves. What would make me feel better? What would make me uh, happy? What would make me more comfortable? What would make me, uh, you know, it's a self-driven society that we live in. But where you will, where your life will change is when you're seeking the things of God and say, how can I make people happy? How can I advance their life? And this is what my heart is. And I know the heart of uh, the Apostle Paul and, and God and, and through the word of God is, you know, how can we make people advance spiritually? Because we want to advance you spiritually. We want you to discover deeper things of God, right? And if you just focus everything on yourself and your own life, you're not going to discover, you know, the, the ocean of God's wisdom and his knowledge and his love and his grace. And so I want you to discover that. And so uh, chasing after God today is, is really, what does, what does that mean to chase God? Um, it basically means for you to grow spiritually. 
you know, in John chapter 6, um, you know, we won't read it to it, but there was a whole crowd of people that followed Jesus. Just like right now, right? And a lot of them, many, many of them, call themselves disciples of Jesus. Just like all you are. But what concerns me in, in John chapter 6, Verse, uh, verse 66. You know, if you have your Bible, you can turn there. John chapter 6, verse 66. Now, uh, if you are into the uh, <laughs> uh, numbers, uh, the number 666 uh, could be, uh, is another topic, but... Um, you know, uh, you, you know, people that are in the church world will see that as uh, the number of the beast. <laughs> um, but to me, it's, um, it's talking about the falling away. The falling away. So in John chapter 6, verse 66, it says that um, they went back and walked with him no more. They went back and walked with him no more. Do you see that? Are you seeing that in your scripture? Yes. That means that many of Jesus' disciples went back and walked with him no more. And I'm going to tell you, there is a great danger for many of us here on this platform right now, that some of you decide that you're going to go back to your old ways. Some of you will walk with Jesus no more. And there is nothing more sad to me, to God the Father, even the heavenly host, to see a child of God walk with Jesus no more. You know, when, when they found, when, when Jesus found the, the one that left the 99, the sheep that left the 99, the fold that, that left the sheepfold, all of heaven rejoiced because what was lost is now found, right? But then there is a tragedy that's happening is that those that were found became lost again. And so, I, you know, I don't want to lose any one of you. And, uh, and I know that when, when Jesus was ministering to the people of his days, and Jesus started talking about, you know, if, if you have time, read John chapter 6. Jesus was telling the disciples to eat my flesh, drink my blood, Right? And so the first thing the people are thinking is, like, what the heck is this guy saying? Eat his flesh? Like, is he, is he you know, is Jesus wanting us to be like uh, cannibals? But we, you know, the people are not spiritually minded at all. Do you see that? They are very carnal. And so they, they literally think that they have to drink the blood of Jesus and, and eat you know, the, the flesh of Jesus. But Jesus said in, in John 
chapter 6, verse 63, that the words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. We need to eat those words, drink those words. And so we, we, um, we see in uh, verse 60, you know, a lot of them grumbled, right? When they heard Jesus spoke about eating flesh and drinking his blood, they say, they say, this is a hard saying. Who can understand that? Verse 60. Are you guys still following me? This is a hard saying. Who can understand that? These are the disciples that left Jesus is because they couldn't understand what Jesus was saying. And they, they were thinking that uh, this man is a lunatic. He's, you know, he's talking about eating flesh. But I'm going to tell you to, that, you know, it's not hard. It's not a hard saying. When, when God speaks to you, it's not a hard saying. In fact, it's very easy to understand. You know, the, the reason that the word of God is very difficult to understand, it's not because um, God made it hard to understand. It's because our heart is not right. Our attitudes are not right. You know, it is, it is true that, you know, if you ever read the Bible, you know, it's very hard to understand. You know, there's people in the universities and they study the scripture, they study the Greek, they study the Hebrew. There's people with uh, theology degrees, PhDs, and uh, you would think that they would know the word of God, right? But I, that's, that's not how you understand the word of God. God, God is, you have to understand that God is such a, uh, an almighty God. And he's so, um, you know, the Bible is difficult to understand. God knows that. When he, when he commissioned the writers of the scriptures to write down his word. He knew that it's going to be hard, but he also made a way for the word to be simple for us. And so the first thing that we need in order to understand the word of God is faith. Have faith in God. That God is speaking. See, these people are saying it's, it, to Jesus that this is a hard saying. It's not a hard saying if you have faith in God. And faith overrides under, um, you know, the mind, right? Sometimes you don't understand. When Jesus said to love your enemies, we don't understand that. But Jesus said to love them. And so the first thing we need to do is to hear the word of God, and then we have to make a decision. Do I believe it or I don't? And when you believe it, then you're gonna receive something. 
If you don't believe, you're not going to receive. Believe and receive. And what you're going to receive is understanding. So, you know, understanding God, knowing God is a process. It starts with faith. In Romans 10, 17, it says, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So when God speaks, you hear the word of God. And now it's your part to, to believe. Do you believe what God says? Or you don't, right? And so if I was Jesus sitting at Jesus' feet and he says, to eat my flesh, drink my blood, you may not understand what he's trying to say, but just believe it by faith. Right? And, and so when you believe by faith, it overrides certain perceptions or lack of understanding. Right? So, you know, the, the disciple that left Jesus, they, have, they, they thought that Jesus was talking about being cannibals. Right? But Jesus was speaking spiritual. And because they are natural people, they don't understand. Right? So you got it. God gave you a gift of faith to believe what Jesus said. And faith allows you to hear God without fully understanding everything. It says in verse 64, but there are some of you who do not believe. Jesus know from the beginning who they were, who did not believe, and who would betray him. So, you know, there's people that don't believe, and God knows that. Judas Iscariot was not the only one who didn't believe Jesus. There's, there's many Christians that would betray Jesus as well because they didn't believe. Why, why can't they understand? It's because they don't have a heart of a child. They were using their, their intellectual faculties rather than spiritual faculties. So we need to be spiritual people today. We need to have faith. Believe and then receive. Okay. In um, um, so why why is Jesus saying this to us? Is God wants us to um, to know Him in a spiritual way, not in a carnal way. We need to be spiritual people, and I'm going to tell you that. God wants us to discover in him something deeper. He wants us to discover the mysteries. The mysteries are hidden from the wise people, the scholars, the Pharisees, right? And, and once you discover these mysteries, and, and, and God is, is revealing it to you today, and that you have the ability to, to uncover those mysteries. But those mysteries have been hidden to all the, the people that are proud. 
Why would God reveal mysteries and, and reveal himself to people that, that are stubborn, that are prideful, that uses their mental faculties, uh, you know, and, and not even humble themselves, right? So if you, if you humble yourself today just to believe and receive from God, God will reveal himself. And that's where spiritual growth comes from. It's through a heart of humility. Like if, so if you're a, a college professor, uh, you know, and, and you read the Bible from cover to cover, does that make you more spiritual than me? I don't think so. Would you think that God would reveal all the mysteries and the, and the wisdom of, of heaven to this scholar? So then everybody who's in, in, in the university, they should have the greatest knowledge of God ever that would change their lives. But no, that's, that's not how it works in God. In God, you have to submit yourself under God. You have to repent from your wicked ways. You have to humble yourself. You have to surrender. Say, I surrender. I surrender. I surrender. I surrender. To those people who repented, humble, surrender, submitted, God will reveal himself to those people. So today, you need to do that. You know, the great blessing that God is, is wanting in our lives is for Him to, to live inside of us, speak to us. And so we can know Him, right? And um, what is God speaking you to you this week? I want to challenge you guys as children of God. I want you to um, take the time out and just listen to God that's, and, and believe what God says and do what God says. And, and that's how you build your spiritual life. Okay? You know, God is speaking to you right now. You know, he, Jesus didn't die for us so that we can go to church. Jesus died for us so we can become church. And God is building this church one word at a time, one stone at a time. In, in 1 Peter, that say that you are living stones. So God is building our life spiritually. And the greatest blessing for our lives is not, not how much money we have in the bank or, you know, how many friends we have, but who's speaking to you? God is speaking. And so I want to challenge you today, this week, to take the time out to hear God. To receive from God, instruction from God. And that's how you build your, your spiritual lives and that's how you become mature. Does that make sense to everyone? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I find that the days are coming where people are not rooted. 
in Christ. You know, their, their, their knowledge of God is very uh, superficial. The church is quickly, easily to judge one another. People are focused too much on themselves, right? And they hear, but they don't obey. They pray, but they don't believe. And God wants us to, to grow spiritually. And um, it's really about listening to God and obeying. That's really what it means to chase God. Is to take the time out of your day and hear God. Have, God, have you heard from God lately? You know, God can say to you, um, you know, don't watch too much TV. Don't play too much games. You know, um, uh, buy grocery for this woman. Ask for forgiveness. And to the person that, for, for, uh, that have wronged you, did God say to you to forgive them? You know, as a pastor, I can tell you what to do. But where you really grow in the spirit is when you hear from God telling you these things. These are, are elementary things, but we, we ignore them. You know, God says to forgive this person that wronged you. And then you have a, a, a debate with God, right? Or you just ignore that altogether. No, that can't be God. Or God says to you, buy this person uh, a lunch. Sit down with them. Have lunch with them. He could be a beggar, a homeless person. Would you be able to do that? This is what it means to build your spiritual life. Is to hear the word of God. And to obey that. That's really what it means to chase God. This is how I built my life, um, my spiritual life, you know. And, and the word doesn't have to be some huge revelation. It's just, you know, God's just say some, you know, something like, you know, treat this person better. Treat your wife better. Treat your children better. You know, those little things are important to build our spiritual lives. So I encourage you this week to chase God. Chase God in the little things, in the word that he spoke to you. And that way, one day, God will come back and he will say, Yeah, I know, I know Tony, I know Antu, because whatever that I say to them, they just do it. Right? You know, the, the, the people that God says to do this and do that and they ignore God, they don't know God. And that's why when God speaks, it's a hard thing and they don't understand anything. It go over their head. Right? So you got to obey God from the, the little things, the little things like, like to, to forgive, uh, the little things like you know, uh, go help your neighbor, shovel your neighbor's driveway. Would you do that? You know, Jesus didn't die so that we can go to heaven. He died so that we have access 
to the Father. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so Jesus is the, the, the access way where we can hear God the Father speaking to us. Go shovel the driveway. Go, go shovel the, the sidewalk. It's, it's so, so minor, so trivial, so insignificant. But, you know, it has to start like that. Your spiritual life starts in hearing the little things like that, okay? You know, if God tells you stop smoking, you do it, right? You don't, you know, engage in, with God in a debate. You know, you have to be quick to obey. And that's how you build your spiritual life. You know, it's not... It's not about going to church. It's not about how much prayer you say or memorize or how many scripture you memorize and quote. It doesn't matter about prophecy. You know, none of those matter if you can't even obey God in the small voice that he says to you. Treat your wife better. You know, honor your mother and father. Shovel your neighbor's driveway, even though he makes you mad. Right? Buy a gift for someone. Pay for this lady's groceries. Forgive this person who owe you money. Apologize for being for saying things that are harsh. Apologize to this person when you feel impatient. You could say to God, oh, but they deserve it. No. It's not about you, but it's about Christ in you and what Christ is saying to you in the little things. It's those little things that matters to God. And one day when you show up to heaven, God will say, come into my, the kingdom. I know you. Okay? Good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of the Lord. Right? You don't want to hear God say, do I know you? Uh, yeah, you, you know, you died for me. Yeah, uh-huh. But I told you to do this and do that, but you never done it. You know, God will judge the living and the dead. And I'm going to tell you, though, you know, when, when God tells you to do something, the joy, you know, it's not fun to uh, shovel people's driveway. It's not fun to buy, to sit with a homeless person and, uh, and pay for their meal. None of those are fun. It's not fun to uh, let people go in front of you, you know, if you're waiting in line. None of those are fun. It's not fun to turn the other cheek. Uh, it, it's not fun to, to bless those who meant you harm. None of those are fun. But you know, what is, what is fun or... Another word for fun is joy, is that you're able to hear God speaking to you. The joy is in the voice of God speaking to you. And so I pray that you become addicted to the voice of God speaking to your particular situation, to your circumstances. That's what the joy is. I know it, the flesh does not have fun. Okay, uh, you know, you know, you, you have your time and your resources and you have priorities in your day. 
and yet God speaks to you and say, do this for this person, um, you know, it's very difficult, but I'm going to challenge you. This is how you become spiritually mature. This is how you chase God. And the, when you chase God, you become mature. Don't let God chase you, okay? God chases you because he want to shower you with blessing and goodness and favor. That is for sure. But it's at the same time, it's time for you to chase God. Chase his kingdom. What is good for my neighbor? Love God. Love one another as I have loved you. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. Right? So who is your neighbor? It's time for you to stop thinking about the four walls that you live in. But think bigger. Your neighbor is, is, the, is the person down the street. Your neighbor is at shoppers. Your neighbor is at the hospital, at the pharmacy. Uh, you know, your neighbor is just walking down the street. Those are your neighbor. They may be strangers, but they are your neighbors. How, how you treat them, when God speaks to you, how you deal with them is very important to God. And, and it, that's how it's also important to you as well. But I want you to develop the joy in hearing the voice of God speaking to your circumstances. And that's, my friend, is chasing after God. I just, when, uh, I want to conclude. In Colossians 2, verse 2 and 3. This is Paul speaking to you today. This is his prayer for us. That their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, and attaining to all the riches of the full assurance of understanding to the knowledge of the mystery of God both of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Amen. Amen. God wants to encourage you today. He wants to knit your heart together in love with Him, with one another, and preach the gospel of love. And it doesn't matter how people treat you. He's using you as a vessel of his peace, a vessel of his love, and the good news. And this is how you grow. Because, you know, if you cannot do this, my fear for you is one day that you would, went, that you would go back to your old ways. And that you would walk with Jesus no longer and no more. Just like the disciples of Jesus in John chapter 6, right? You know, many, there will be a great falling away. We're in the end times. And the Bible says that there's going to be a great many of people that will stop following Jesus. They will be deceived. 
And, and when it says they are deceived, it means that they will walk with Jesus no longer. John 6, 6, 6. Right? And so that is a tragedy. That Jesus would die for us and rose again. So we can hear God the Father. So we can walk with him. So we can be... Uh, Knit with God so that we can be assured in God. So this, this is a message for you today. To build your life spiritually, to stay strong in the spirit, in faith, be rooted in love. Psalm 1 verse 3 says that, you know, he is like a man who is planted He's like a tree planted by rivers of living water. So I want you to be rooted in Christ today. So that way you will not be deceived as the days are fast approaching. And that you will not uh, go to the left or to the right. But that you would remain in Christ. And that, none, that, that we wouldn't lose none of you. Amen? Amen. 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 Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord, for all my brothers and sisters uh, today, Father God. We hear your spirit calling out to, to us, the voice of your exhortation, the voice of your servant Paul and John, the voice of your Holy Spirit calling out to us to to hear you, you, hear your still small voice speaking to us into our daily lives, Father God. And Father God, let us be quick to obey. Let the joy inside of us be ready to do everything that you command us to do, Lord. And Lord, that you, you are a rewarder to those who diligently seek you, those who chase after you, Father God. Lord, that the spirit, Lord, will, the spirit realm, Lord, will come into the natural realm and change our lives, change our circumstances, turn our darkness into light, turn our suffering into joy, our tears into tears of laughter, Father God. Turn our depression into, um, into joy, Father God. So I thank you, Father God, for your word that proceeded uh, from heaven, and it has a found a place in our heart today. And I thank you, Lord, that you continue to speak to us today, and uh, we will be faithful in your word, that we will obey it, we will hum uh, humble ourselves, we will repent, we will submit, Lord, and we will abide, Father God. And in that, we shall be fruitful. In that, we will be uh, rooted in love, Father God. Be strong in the spirit. And that we would grow. So I thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Does anyone Amen. have questions? Okay, thank you, everyone. Yeah. Any yeah. comments? Yeah. Everybody's okay? Yeah. Yes. Good try. Okay. Uh, Can we do communion? Oh, yes. We have to do communion. Okay. Don't leave yet. 
Uh, Tweet, you're gonna do that, right? Yeah. I'm saying nothing, Anya. Tony, we're gonna do communion. Okay. Uh, grab a cracker. Or bread. First Corinthian uh, chapter one, verse. 17-34 17-34 17-34 17-34 17-34 17-34 17-34 17-34 17-34 17-34 17-34 17-34 17-34 17-34 17-34 17-34 17-34 17-34 17-34 17-34 17-34 17-34 17-34 17-34 17-34 
with you, my brothers and my sisters in Christ. And we remember the new covenant that God has shed for us. This, we do this of his goodness. We remember of his mercy, his forgiveness for all mankind. He shed his blood. This is a new covenant. It's a better covenant and that we can be united with him. We can be having a relationship with him as we all learned. And let us do this and do it together. Amen. And I believe that as we eat and drink of this and we remember what he did, he will perform what he said he would do and that we would be healed by his stripes. We are healed, as the Bible says, that he suffered for us. In Isaiah, that we would be made whole by his stripes, we are healed, whether it be physical or mental. And I thank you that by his blood, he washes away our sins and that we are made whole and that we can have a relationship with our Lord. In Amen. 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 Thank you, everybody, for God joining. Bless you. Have a good week. We'll, uh, we'll, I challenge you to hear from God. Okay? Okay. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to hear from you. Bye.